Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer and one of my friends, Addie Weichel. Hi, guys. I'm glad to be here. I'm so glad you're here, Addie. As always, when we've got guests, guests on the podcast, we want to get to know each other. And so I would love to hear hear your story, how you came to know the Lord. And um, I mean, I know where you are today, but fast forward, where are you? Yeah. So I grew up in a very Christian environment. I heard the gospel all the time. Uh, thankfully, like, praise God for that. Yeah. But it did not take root in my heart. I very much lived out of a mindset of I had to earn God's approval. I had to work for Him until I came to really a low point with um, having pieces of what I found my identity and my sports uh, activities and athletic ability being taken away due to some knee surgeries. And um, at the time was in the great age of 14, 15. Oh, yeah. It's tough. Um, and came to the end of myself and realizing that I couldn't be my own savior. I couldn't be good enough. I couldn't uh, perform enough to win the approval of God or man um, and realized that uh, I was broken, that I was a sinner that needed a savior. And that's when I feel like Christ revealed himself to me of the fact that he loves me and he cares for me and his um, grace is sufficient for me. And so Around my freshman year of high school, started following the Lord and uh, really imperfectly, still walking with Him and um, being sanctified by Him. And I've now been at Watermark uh, for about five years now. I'm five very, years. Yeah, five years is a long time. Truly. Um, truly, when we I moved to Dallas, it's like, I'll be here for a year. I'm not staying. Five years later, now have a wonderful husband named Garrett. Uh, we have a baby on the way coming yeah, in you February. Do. Pray yeah, for you Evan. Do. He's coming, and we're so excited. Uh, and have just loved um, getting to know the Lord and being uh, in community with other people here at Watermark and in Dallas. So fun. Yeah, it has been really fun. Okay, I'm ready to just dive in. Are you ready? Let's do it. Let's dive into John 20. Okay, now you know Addie. Addie, tell us. John 20, what you got for us? Totally. John 20, it's like I got the best chapter because it's the resurrection. We are talking about the fact that Jesus didn't stay dead. And so often when we share our testimonies or share the good news, we will really focus in on the fact that um, Christ died on the cross for our sins, that he paid the penalty but sometimes we forget to end the story. Yeah. Like if Jesus stayed dead, then God's word and his promises aren't true. Uh, then he's just another dead guy. Like there's so much there if we end sharing the good news with, oh, Jesus died on the cross for my sins. But the fact that he rose again, that he has the victory, that he defeated sin and death. And the fact that he's coming back. The story didn't end with, Jesus being a, nailed a dead to the cross. Guy. Yes. And so what a fun chapter to get to read and to study and being reminded that in the resurrection, there's hope and there's power. And so for all of you who get to share the gospel today, remember, Jesus didn't stay dead. And that is really good news because without it, we don't have the victory. It's so good. When I uh, worked in college ministry, my first job out of college, we would interview students who wanted to serve as team leaders. 
And the most common, I guess, mistake, if you will, that we would see in these interviews with students, we'd ask them, hey, what is the gospel? That was a, a qualification for this leadership role. Can you share the gospel? And so many of the students we interviewed would stop at, if you believe Jesus died for you. Like, if you just believe Jesus died for you, you're you're good. And we say that so casually, semantically, as Christians, especially, like, both you and I have, if you've been in the church for a while, it's, yeah, Jesus died for our sins. Jesus died for our sins, which is so true and beautiful. But that's not where the, the power is. Totally. So where would you, if you were coaching someone and, hey, um, why is that significant? Uh, and then where would you point them to Scripture to say, hey, you believing in the resurrection is part of your salvation. Totally. Or necessary for salvation, if I, you will. I think even just going to the Romans road of Romans 10, 9 through 10, talking about if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead— you will be saved. Mm. Um, so it's it's lumped in there. It's not separate. And then also going to 1 Corinthians 15 talks about the importance of the resurrection. Oh, that yeah. If you are um, one that doesn't believe that Christ is resurrected, your faith is void. It's null. It's nothing because the power of the resurrection is what gives us resurrection power, basically, of we are going to be united with Christ forever for eternity, which that gives me pretty excited, Emma. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Addie, if I'm, though, listening to this podcast and I've been walking with Jesus for a while, I know the resurrection's important. Like, I got it. That's the gospel. Jesus rose from the dead. Duh. To that person, what would you, what would you say? What do we need to remember? Yeah, I think one— uh, we get desensitized to it because we're like, oh, yeah, the resurrection, Easter, who he's risen. Great. Yeah. It's like, whoa, no, that's a big deal that Christ was risen, like rose again and is alive. It's a crazy thing to believe. Truly. Um, and something we both learned in the Watermark Institute a couple yes. of years ago um, is an acronym called HEART. And it is uh, an acronym to help us know about the physical resurrection and then share with other people uh, why the resurrection matters. So when skeptics deny it, how do we refute? How do we respond? Yes, and like tools in the tool belt of how to uh, have conversations about that. And so first, it's H, honorable burial. And so Jesus, people knew where the tomb was. He didn't just go by the wayside. It wasn't unmarked. Uh, It was a honorable burial that's talked about even in uh, John 20 and also Matthew 27. uh, 27, 57 through 61. Yeah, and so it had a guard. There was a Roman soldier there, uh, and we know that that is where Jesus was buried in the tomb. And then E, E is empty tomb. Uh, it was reported by multiple sources that the tomb was empty. Uh, we see this in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We see this in First Corinthians. Um, and then something so special about this that they talk about in John 20 is that Mary is the one to— uh, see that the tomb was empty, a yeah. woman. And then also Jesus initiates with her there and calls her by name. If we had 40 minutes to talk on this podcast, 
That's where you'd Girl, go? we would go there. <laughs> and so we have honorable burial, empty tomb, and then A, appearances. We know that Jesus showed up to the disciples three separate times and then also to a crowd of 500. And Scripture even goes on to say that not everything is written in this book because it would take up all the pages, mm-hmm. all the time. Um, and so those are just that we know of that are accounted for. And now it's super important, the 500 people, because one of the, uh, I guess, arguments a skeptic might have about the resurrection is that people hallucinated. Mm-hmm. Like in their grief, they hallucinated seeing the resurrected Christ. And so my question then would be, if we believe God's word is true— how did 500 people have the exact same hallucination at the exact same time? Totally. Totally. Yeah, because it's like, that just doesn't happen. No. <laughs> it's not it logical. Doesn't. It doesn't. And so we have H-E-A, and then R is the rise of Christianity. This idea of uh, Christianity continued. Like, it spread. It went through Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Like, it went wild. Um, and so the idea of, hey, why would they be worshiping a crucified, a dead Messiah? Mm-hmm. But no, Christianity took off and there was a rise because Jesus is king and he is alive. And then lastly is traditions. So we see the beginning of Christian traditions of a new day of Sabbath, mm-hmm. um, not following the letter of the law and not being a slave to the law anymore, as well as um, the sacrificial system was no longer needed because Jesus already paid the price. And so heart, that is an acronym that we both learned in yeah. the Watermark Institute to and it's help so, with that. It's so helpful. As we close, I think we're about out of time, but uh, thinking about that R&T, Rise of Christianity and Traditions Change, Addy, to your point, kind of coming for full circle, we don't follow a dead guy. And what's interesting about the resurrection and what we see here in John 20 is that when Jesus died, the disciples went back to their nets. Like They went back to fishing. It was almost as if he had never come. Mm. But then when he came back, that's when everything changed. And that's when everything changes in our own lives. When we grasp, hey, Jesus came back. And now today, having believed in that, we get to look forward to a second coming, which Mm -hmm. is crazy. So... Um, I'm encouraged. Addie, thank you for being here and for sharing. And as always, I am so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.